Welcome to Profits Afogado, a podcast all about growing a profitable business that pours over into your life. I'm your host, Sarah Verhayen, online entrepreneur, wife, and mom to two littles. I'm the owner of Marish Books, where we help small business owners embrace the numbers side of their business. Whoever you are, you're welcome here. So pour a cup of coffee and join me for inspiration and action steps to cultivate the business of your dreams while living your ideal life. Welcome back for episode seven. For this episode, I interviewed Aaron Hayworth, and it was such a fantastic conversation. Erin is somebody I've looked up to for her amazing workshops and podcasts on achieving your business goals. She has a wonderful podcast called Goal Get It, and I was so excited when she agreed to be on my podcast so we could chat about a mid-year goals refresh. Erin is a productivity coach and strategist who helps online entrepreneurs get more done without the burnout through a combination of customized action plans, effective habits and routines, and major mindset shifts, Erin helps her clients get to their goals faster and easier without succumbing to the 24-7 hustle mentality. I know you'll love this interview, so without further ado, here's Erin. So I wanted to start with your story about how you got to where you are today with a successful productivity coaching and strategy business. What were you doing before you started your business? I've never been a person that wanted to do like the traditional thing. Like I was a great student in school, but there was always something very rebellious about me. I never wanted to work in corporate. And I was like, how can I do the things that I want to do while still creating a, uh, some sort of a living? And so I actually ended up um, I was in the music business for a little bit, decided I didn't want to do that. I, and, and then realized, uh, through a, a few really interesting experiences that there was this whole online business world that I previously hadn't been even aware of. And I started working for someone who owned a boutique branding agency for online entrepreneurs. And I started running that agency for him basically. And it was, um, I, I was his right hand basically and running all these different things. I did that for five years. And in doing that, I realized I was really, really good at like the tech and the systems and getting things set up. It was one of the main things that I did was, was creating experiences and creating, you know, through the tech and through the online world and helping online entrepreneurs do the things that they wanted to do through these different systems and softwares and, and making everything kind of play together in the online world. And because of that, I was like, man, I would love to have a little bit more freedom financially, freedom time-wise. At this point, I had a very young daughter. She's now almost six years old, but at the time she was, you know, 18 months Mm -hmm. or so. And I was like, man, I would really love to not have to go and drop her off at daycare every day or just have a little bit more flexibility to spend some time with her and my husband and and doing the things that we really wanted to do. And so I started a business where I was basically helping online entrepreneurs set up their business systems. And when I said that, I thought that meant setting up tech to Mm -hmm. help support them and like automations and things like that in starting to run that business and working with clients, I realized software and systems aren't the same thing and coaching entrepreneurs on how to really use their time wisely, which is their most limited resource and the only non-renewable one that they have um, and, and how to use those things wisely and do things to where they not only are getting a ton done, but the, the things that they are spending their time on is leaving them feeling fulfilled. And so 
after about a year of working in my business, I, I've slowly like evolved it into what it is now, which is basically helping entrepreneurs get stuff done, but it's getting stuff done that matters to them, not somebody else's punch list of things that matter. Yeah, that's so interesting. And something that I pulled out from that you said is software and systems are not the same thing, which is something I've never Correct. thought of. <laughs> <laughs> so is it accurate to say that you started more in like the tech side and then kind of went into more of the systems and how to actually get all the things done? Yeah. So I, I absolutely started in tech and and you know working with these online softwares and all these different things and even working with um, if the, this, then that type of programming, like Zapier is, is an example mm-hmm. of that. Basically it connects different. It's like a, it's like a bridge. It connects different softwares so that you can automate a lot of things. That's what a lot of what I did was helping entrepreneurs save time by automating a lot of, of the, the quote unquote systems that they, they had and then helping those, them map those different things out. And then it really did evolve into, well, it's not just about how, you know, what emails someone gets whenever they fill out your form on your website, or, you know, that's a part of it. But it's also as an entrepreneur, how are you structuring your days so that the time that you're saving, you're actually utilizing that well? And what are, what is it that you're actually using the, the time that you're saving using automation? Is that stuff actually moving the needle more so than, than you sending out the email uh, on your own or, or something like that? So it's, it's, not just doing the thing to do the thing, but mm-hmm. doing the thing to make a big difference and to actually leverage that time that you're saving. Yeah, that makes sense. So the time that we're recording is the end of June. And yes. the reason I wanted to have you on is to talk about how should we do a mid-year reset for business goals? Um, but we've, before we dive into that, can you share why it's so important to set goals for our businesses? So I have gone, I've personally gone back and forth on this and I've had so many conversations with people because there is this like love, hate relationship. We love to hate them. We love to love Mm -hmm. them uh, with goals. And it's like, well, I I want to to feel like I'm accomplishing something. I'm moving forward. Like these are the things, these are the stepping stones that are going to help me get to where it is that I want to go. And then there are people that are like, goals make me feel like crap about myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I can never achieve them. And they just make me feel um, bad and, and things like that. And so what I will say is I, I am a, I'm right now of the camp that goals are important and that, that they matter so much. I mean, I, I think the goals setting queen in my little uh, mm-hmm. circle of, of entrepreneurial friends. And I think it's, we put not enough and too much on goal setting and, and what goals actually are and what they're meant for. So Goals are just meant to be kind of a guiding light. Mm-hmm. They're not meant to be this thing that you measure your own worth and, and value by, or how good of a person am I, or how, how accomplished am I? It's more so it, it has to be kind of more of an inner game where it's like, this is really what I want to experience in my life. These are the things that I want for myself goals are reverse engineering the stepping stones on the way to that and how to create that kind of a life. So if you look at it like that versus if I don't reach this goal, I'm worthless human being, or I'm not as good as these people that are over here hitting their goals every single month. Um, you know, it, it kind of takes a little bit of the, um, the shame and the sting out of setting goals while still putting them 
where they can serve you. Yeah. I've done a lot of work on setting personal goals and I feel like I've gotten into a pretty good routine with that, but I haven't gotten to a good business goal routine yet. And um, part of the thing that helped me with personal goals is that it doesn't have to be some big stressful thing. Um, I started to make like fun goals, like, you know, I can't remember one of them, but um, bringing hobbies back into my life, like bringing music back into my life or like reading for 10 minutes before bed, a fiction book, like little, like kind of almost frivolous, silly things. But um, I think what you said is just like how you approach it is everything. Um, If you put all this pressure on yourself, you're not going to want to do it. But if you can make it fun, then it will be fun. (laughs) Yeah. Well, when you think about personal goals, I do the same thing uh, with personal and business goals. Like if it's not fun, you're not going to want to do it. Like if there's not some aspect of fun, I talk about loving the process Mm -hmm. all the time. It's about not only like, oh, if I can just push through this suffering long enough, I will get a taste of what it is to to really have like this thing at the end of it. No, like it doesn't have, you don't have to suffer in order to enjoy, you know, later you can actually love the process of it. And part of that does mean understanding why these things matter to you, but also knowing enough about yourself to say, well, let's take health and wellness, for example. Well, I don't necessarily like running, so I'm not going to set a goal to run a 10K. I love dancing, so I'm just going to go to a dance class two times a week or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like it's, you can customize it to make it something that you don't hate and it Mm -hmm. doesn't make it any less valuable if you actually enjoy it. It's kind of like whenever we talk about making money in business, like mm-hmm. you don't have to hate what you do to make money at it. Like <laughs> yeah. what's to justify making money at it, right? You don't have to either love what you do or make money kind of a thing. So it's, it's kind of that same thing. I mean, I'm learning Italian right now. That's one of my goals is to practice Italian daily. And it came from like, I would love to go to Italy and I mm-hmm. and don't hate it. Like I love doing it and I found yeah. a way to gamify it for myself. So yes. I think personal goals is, is usually an easier way to make that happen, mm-hmm. but we can still fall into that. How, you know, how, how can I make this fun for me versus goals are supposed to be hard. Goals are supposed to suck goals are, you know, right. I'm yeah. supposed to, to push through this to make it worth it. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also like eliminating the expectations of perfection, like yes, being, being, bringing the fun back into it reminds me of when you're a kid and you can try anything and nobody's like, Oh, like she's terrible at that. Why is she even doing that? Versus when you're an adult, it's like, why is she wasting her time? <laughs> like one of the things is I started to take singing lessons and I have a very instrumental like musical background, but I yeah. am not a singer at all. And so I actually like got an online teacher and I was singing in person to an online teacher, which was very, very hard for me, you know, as somebody who like, I know I suck at this, but I'm just going to do it and have fun with it. And um, yeah. And I think that goes a lot for entrepreneurship too, because everything in entrepreneurship, um, especially when your personal brand is putting yourself out there and being willing to fall flat on your face and just say, well, it was fun. I learned from it. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I I think it's really cool that more and more people are now being willing to do that because people did pave the way and they're like, you know mm-hmm. what, I'm going to show, I'm going to be transparent about the things that I'm, I suck at. I'm going to be transparent about the things that I'm not so great at and that I'm constantly trying to learn. I mean, the last podcast episode that I released was about me failing as a productivity coach because, and and as someone who teaches people not to 
fall into burnout, I was burning out. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And, and, but me hiding away behind like this guise of perfection or it's all got to be a certain way. I mean, that doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help me. And it certainly doesn't help listeners or people who are out there who might be inspired or might resonate with something. So it's, yeah. it's taking your ego out of it and letting yourself actually experience it. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to refreshing our goals, it's easy to say, you know, year end is obviously a very popular time and you'll probably see a lot of things on Instagram. At least I do with my feed about refreshing goals and mid-year could be another one, but is there a time frame you recommend going in and refreshing your goals or is it more of like a, like you were feeling burnt out and it's like something needs to change. What, what are your thoughts on that? So I do have like a regular schedule to it, but it's also like Mm -hmm. on an as needed. It's kind of like, you know, you probably go in and like clean the stuff out of your fridge every week, every two weeks, whenever you do your grocery shopping, you know, there's stuff you like throw it away, but then you also do that, like that really big purge every so often, usually like once a quarter where you actually take everything out and wipe everything down or yeah, these are my, these are my cleaning habits too, that you guys are learning. Um, (laughs) but it's kind of like that, like it's on an as needed, but also scheduled basis. And so on the schedule basis, I, I break down my goals into things I do every day, things I do every week. And then I have monthly milestones and quarterly mini goals. And so on a monthly basis, I'm like, okay, what is the thing that I'm going to do that really mm-hmm. attributes back to those, those big goals that I have for the year, but definitely quarterly, I'm doing like the deep dive work, the half day of you know, where have I gone over the past three months? What is the progress that I've made or not made? Why have I made that progress? Why have I not made that progress? What are the things that I can do differently moving forward in order to achieve the things that are still important to me? If these things are still important to me, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's definitely on a quarterly basis. And then if, if I'm starting to feel really misaligned or like I'm, super frustrated, super stuck, kind of burnt out. I will give myself that space to be like, okay, where, where's the thorn? There's, there's something somewhere that is causing me a lot of grief. That is causing me a lot of anxiety. That is, that it just doesn't feel right. Where is it? Mm-hmm. And then you can pluck it out and kind of realign a little bit. It's, it's a very similar process in both circumstances, but the driving force behind it's a little different. Yeah. So if somebody decides they want to do a mid-year refresh, what kind of would you recommend? Like schedule out a half day, a full day, sit down and like do some journaling. Like how would somebody go about it? Yeah. I actually run workshops like this Mm -hmm. every quarter. Um, but, and, and I, I don't gatekeep, so I'll just share what I share on (laughs) on my workshops as well. Um, so what I recommend is for, for quarterly, I would give yourself at least four hours. You may not need all of it, but especially if this is your first time kind of really digging into those goals, especially if you set them in January, you want to give yourself that space. You want to give yourself the time, maybe a full day even. Um, If you're feeling frustrated and burnt out, I would give yourself at least two days because Mm -hmm. the first six to eight hours is just going to be you trying to decompress enough that you can take some of the personalization out and the emotion out of looking at these goals. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll talk, I'll talk more about that in a minute, Mm -hmm. but it, 
because it's such an emotionally charged thing whenever you're starting to really feel these emotions. Um, and so timeline, I mean, you, you basically just have to give yourself some space. I, that was what I recommend, but if you have an hour or two and that's all you have, utilize it. Well, <laughs> whenever it comes to doing a mid-year refresh, I have kind of three main steps. And the reason for that is because I've done this a lot and I'm like, okay, this makes sense. This sequence of things makes sense. So the first thing I do every single time is to look at what are the goals I had set? Are those still important? And why are they? Okay. So reminding yourself of those goals, especially if it's not something that you're looking at on a monthly or weekly basis can be like, oh yeah, I told myself I was going to launch this thing or write a book and I've not done anything on it, you know, is it still important to me? Right. So just reminding yourself, refreshing that memory of, oh yeah, why did I set this in the first place? Does this still matter to me? But also just checking in because whenever we start to work on things, I always say this, we're not ever achieving goals. We're not ever setting goals in a vacuum. Like you've got other things going on. You're constantly having new experiences and learning new things and, and intaking new information. And at any given time, you're allowed to shift. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to say, you know, I started working on this particular project and I, I don't like it. Like I hate it. It's the worst thing ever. Like, I don't think it's important enough for me to do. So I'm, I'm going to let it go. Like, and, and that happens both personally and professionally, right? Like it could be something like, oh, I want to launch this new freebie. And you start to work on this freebie. You're like, this is the worst thing I've ever created. I'm not putting this <laughs> out, right? And, and you're allowed to, to yeah. shift freebies don't work the same way that they did two, three years ago. So I'm going to shift strategies or, or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. So um, starting with just a literal goals refresh, like what did you set? Why does it still matter? Those are like, if you can, if you go into it and you're like, I had eight goals set, four of them don't matter anymore. And mm -hmm. you're not wasting the next two steps on all eight goals. Right. Yeah. So that's productivity tip, time-saving tip. Yes. <laughs> Hack right don't, <laughs> don't set plans for goals you no longer care about. Mm -hmm. um, the second step is to use the information that you have. So if you actually have been, or even if you haven't been working on these goals for the past three or six months, I mean, we're end of June, 2022. Most people that I talk to at least set goals in January mm -hmm. or end of December. So they've had the opportunity to work on those for six months. Now, whether or not you've actually actively worked on them for five minutes or for six whole months, doesn't matter. You still have information in those six months specifically related to those goals. So if you're like, I said I was going to write a book, I wrote 300 words and then set it aside and didn't pick it up again. Okay. Why? Mm -hmm. Why did you do that? Why did you not write it? Or like, Practicing Italian is the easiest thing I've done because I found an app that gamifies it for me and I made it part of my morning routine. And like, it's all an opportunity to learn how you do things well and how to incorporate that more so that you can get better at achieving goals. Mm -hmm. That that's what using that data is all about. Now it can be specific numbers. If you're looking at finances, if you're looking at 
um, you know, specific metrics, especially in business, number of clients, number of conversions, things like that. But it also can be qualitative data as mm-hmm. well. And that is where not only understanding like what happened or what didn't happen, but also why this is where you kind of have to detach yourself Mm -hmm. from the emotion behind it. Because so often what happens is, and and this happens a lot with finances too. People are so ashamed or so uncomfortable whenever it comes to their shortcomings on financial goals, on health goals or whatever it is. And they start to internalize that failure. And I mean, and I, you guys can't hear, see this, but I'm putting failure in air quotes, by the way, <laughs> like everything is an experiment and everything is an exam, uh, an opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. And so by getting curious rather than getting shameful about it, you're able to kind of take a little bit of the sting out of, oh, I only achieved 40% of the profits that I wanted to for this quarter or this half of the year, man, did I not work hard enough? Or did I not, you know, do people not like me? You know, and we start to internalize it, right? Yeah. So by getting curious and saying, how, why did this happen? How can I change it? It kind of takes the sting out of it a little bit because that sting and that, that uncomfortability and that shame is usually what stops people from being able to make meaningful change and meaningful progress. Hmm. Yeah. I say all the time, the numbers in your bank account or your financials or whatever, it's just a number on a screen. It's whatever thoughts you put on it that affects kind of those, yes. those judgmental feelings. And I think asking why is such an important step that I forget all the time when you're looking at goals. I just you know have been looking at, did I meet it? Yes or no. What needs to change? And then wait a minute, there's this whole other step of, but why? Maybe it's a really busy season for me personally, and that wasn't a priority and that's okay. Um, what are your tips for people like myself who <laughs> tend to overschedule themselves and kind of like when they're goal setting, we get really, really excited and plan to do all the things. And then a month down the road, we see that list or even two weeks down the road. And we're like, why was I so excited? <laughs> uh, right. This is way and- too much for me. <laughs> So that, that is when kind of that regular monthly or even weekly Mm check-in really gets to be helpful because we all do this. You're, you're never going to be more excited about a goal (laughs) than you are when you set it period. Like I, and I talk about loving the process and like, yeah, that it's awesome. But the excitement that you have, ignorance is bliss. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to suck, but it is going to be work. Mm-hmm. And so the opportunity, the, the passion and the enthusiasm is not a bad thing, nor is dropping goals. So it's just about, okay, say you set five or 10 things, you get two weeks down the road and you're only doing two of them still. That's really good information. Mm-hmm. And you can say, okay, are these two things the easiest things? Are these two things the things that matter to me most? You know, if if I cleared out the other eight things, could I put more of my focus into these two things? 
It's, you know, everybody always talks about in the online business world, throwing spaghetti against a wall is not a strategy. Well, it kind of is at the <laughs> beginning, but you have to look at what sticks and keep throwing spaghetti that you cook for that amount of time at the damn wall, <laughs> at the wall, because it is, it is constantly changing. We are not doing any of this in a vacuum and we don't have complete control over anything. Mm-hmm over absolutely anything. And so it, you know, the online business world has changed. Marketing is changing. Financial sector of pretty much everybody's life is changing right now. And it will continue to change and it always has, and it always will. Mm -hmm. And the best thing that we can do is continue to be aware. Okay. This is what's happening. I I wanted to do this. I did this. Why? Mm -hmm. Okay. How can I then utilize that information? How can I leverage the knowledge that I have? You know, we've all heard the knowledge is power. Knowledge is an opportunity for power. Mm -hmm. Knowledge in and of itself is not power. Knowledge is an opportunity to apply something. Applied knowledge is power because you have to actually do something with it in order for it to have an effect. I love so, that. Applied to knowledge. answer your question, yeah. <laughs> but I, the, the the long answer to, to that question is basically get curious. Yeah. Okay. I said I got really excited about all mm-hmm. these things. I get two, th- two, three, four weeks into it. Mm-hmm. Why does any of this matter? get curious, let yourself go there, let yourself understand your default modes and quit pathologizing Mm -hmm. how you naturally show up, how you naturally do things. You don't have to fit in anybody else's box in order to be successful or to have the life that you want to have. Yeah. And then what you said about treating it as an experiment, like in my brain, I'm like, okay, last month I overscheduled myself. What would happen if I what I consider today under schedule myself and just set like one little goal. Like, am I super excited to hit it? And does it go better? Like, like you said, stepping back and just kind of taking the data without the emotion, um, separating them occasionally. It can be helpful. It seems like. Yeah, exactly. And, and by allowing yourself to get curious, like as humans, we are naturally curious Mm -hmm. creatures. Like we don't have to forage for food. So that's not like taking up all of our energy. (laughs) Most of us, I would say, um, So we have like, our brains are not idle little creep. Like we want problems to solve, give, give your brain a problem to solve. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's normal. Quit pathologizing, but you don't always know the exact perfect answer immediately. (laughs) Like you're allowed to, to try things out and to figure stuff out. I don't care if you're four, 40, 94, you're allowed to try stuff out. Yeah. Beautiful. So for somebody who um, is either new to goal setting for business or who hasn't had the best relationship with their goals, is there a certain type of goal you recommend setting? Like I know I've heard of like the SMART goals, which I don't remember what all those words mean, the letters mean, but um, would you say like warn against setting a revenue goal because it's not necessarily totally in your control or is that a good thing? Like what do you generally recommend? So I think that there are 
two answers based on the two different audiences that you mentioned. So there are people that are brand new to goal setting Mm -hmm. and those people that have been burned by goal setting. Mm -hmm. You've been burned by goal setting. You know what you've tried and you know what doesn't work. Yeah. Right. So I've done this with smart goals. I've done this with revenue goals. I set revenue goals every single year. I never hit my revenue goal. Why? This is where the important part comes in because I always overshoot like a ridiculous amount Mm -hmm. because I am the type of person that can take like not hitting my goals. Like that's totally fine. Um, but if I set a a reasonable goal, Mm -hmm. I will only potentially get that reasonable goal. If I set an outrageous goal, I could still, I still might miss it, but I'd still do more than if I set a reasonable goal. But I know this about myself. I have a really good friend who is also online, online entrepreneur, and she gets, really down on herself or, or feels, you know, really internalizes it if she doesn't hit her goals. And so she sets good, better, best goals. So Mm -hmm. at least she, if she hits the good goal, she feels like it wasn't a waste of time. Right. Mm -hmm. And none of us are right. Like it just is what works for us. So if you're in that camp where you're like, I've set goals, I've been burned by goals, look at what about how you set goals before didn't work for you and try something new. Mm-hmm. If you're brand new to goal setting, welcome. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how you stayed out of it for, for this long, but congratulations, you're here now. Um, and I would say, let yourself be led by curiosity, passion, and enthusiasm versus what other people say you should set, period. Mm-hmm. Because The brilliant thing about being new to the online business world, new to goal setting is you don't have any preconceived notions about what you should do or the things that you should set Mm -hmm. and should around here is a dirty word because it's all about other people's expectations. And whenever you boil it all down, either your perception of their expectations or their expressed expectations. And that never made anybody happy. That never filled anyone. Right. And so you're actually, if you're brand new to goal setting, allow yourself to be like, okay, if I could achieve anything over the next year, what is the thing that I'm like, that would be amazing. And if it's, I want to make seven figures in my business, girl, go for it. Like, (laughs) that's fine. Then once you do, once you set the goal, then you just have to figure out how Mm -hmm. I know that there are entrepreneurs that have done that in their first year of business, right? It's not unheard of. There is no uh, rules that say that you can't do whatever it is that you want to do. It may not look exactly the way that you think it's going to, whenever you think about it right now, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to achieve or exceed any goal that you set at this point. Whenever it comes to smart goals, (laughs) I will say this smart goals are great. Smart goals basically stand for a specific measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. And the reason why smart goals are are great is it gives you a way to measure progress. Are, am I actually achieving a goal? Am I, if it's, I want to get healthy, mm-hmm. do you, are you ever aware of progress that you're making on that? Or is it, I want to be able to bench so many pounds or, you know, like what is your definition of healthy? It just allows you to get a little bit more specific so that you know what actions to take. I will say this, Smart goals for annual goals or for five-year plans or whatever it is, aren't always the best idea because it can 
paralyze you a little bit in, oh, I pigeonholed myself into this and I don't even know where I'm going to be next week, much less five years from now. Mm -hmm. Right. So I will say smart goals are great. I teach smart goals. I, I teach the framework and everything like that. It not, it doesn't work at all levels for all people. Mm-hmm. I will say whenever you get down to the daily, the weekly, the monthly, and even the quarterly, like these are the things that I need to do to reach my goals. That's where you can bring in that specificity and that, that ability to measure progress and things like that. But again, you've got to, you know, you better than anyone else, and, or at least you should. And, and that's one of the things that I teach is how do you get to know yourself? And again, quit pathologizing the things that you already do or how you already behave or your default modes and start leveraging those to help you get to your goals faster and easier. Yeah. So briefly on long-term goals, like five yeah. years, how yeah. far do you go out personally? Um, so officially I, I usually do like annual goals. Like whenever I sit down to like set goals, but I'm a dreamer. Like Mm -hmm. this is what I do. I daydream all the time. And so, um, I mean, I'm learning Italian because I'm going to Italy next year at some point. Um, you know, I, I want to speak on stages, but I know that that's not going to happen in the next year. Like I don't, I have like these dreams and they're still very much, um, kind of living in the, this big cloud above my head, which is amazing. But whenever it comes to what are the things that I'm spending my time focusing on, like what are the stair steps that I'm writing down in my goals, you know, worksheets and things like that, those are more annual goals. Um, but I, I all the time give myself an opportunity to, to think, you know, five, 10 years down the road, what is the life that I want to be living? What is the life that I want to be creating? Mm-hmm. And then that's how I reverse engineer the goals that I'm working on now. Right. So you keep the specific metrics to the short term and then the kind yeah. of big picture ones for the long term. Yeah. It's it's the difference between what I would say is like a five to 10 year vision versus mm. specific goals. And, and the vision is necessary in the way that I, I teach setting goals, because you have to know where you're going and putting it into context and like why it matters mm-hmm. in the big, the, the everything and in, in the, the context of everything else. But whenever it comes to focusing on, like, if you're like, I'm going to completely change my life, I'm going to move overseas. I'm going to have a family of five, like all of these things. And right now you're single and you live in Sand Springs, Oklahoma, which is where I live, you know, it, it, the, the jump is so big that your brain's just like, okay, good luck with that. (laughs) We're not, we're not wasting energy on that, on solving those problems. But if the stepping stones to get there are Mm -hmm. small enough, your brain goes from, okay, to, okay, let's do this. So it it allows you again, to have this kind of guiding light on a way to move forward towards what it is you actually are, are striving for. Cause a goal shouldn't be the end all be all mm-hmm. the, the lifestyle that you're creating, that the goal helps you achieve is. Yeah. So let's say you have a big goal like that, where your life looks completely different than it yeah. does now. And you have just no idea where to start. What would you say to somebody there? So at this point, it is so easy to see how other people do life. Mm-hmm so easy. (laughs) So you're constantly being influenced, whether you're looking for it specifically or not. So 
I would say that the first place that I would start is trusting yourself, like just do a little journaling exercise. Okay. This is the thing that I want. What are 50 ways or 50 things that I think are on the, the path between here and there. Like if you're thinking like, Oh, I want to move to Italy, or I want to become a seven figure uh, business owner or something like that. You're like, okay, what are all the things that I can think of mm-hmm. that would possibly be on that pathway and giving yourself, because you probably recognize a no more than you think you do. And it's the, oh, I have to figure out the next step versus a mm-hmm. next step right. that usually paralyzes you. Now, after you do that, absolutely leverage the fact that you have access to the internet. Mm-hmm. Because there are people that have gone before you and done things and there are best practices and strategies and things that are working better now than they ever have and things that are no longer working the way that they used to. And so giving yourself the opportunity to do research after you tap your own intuition and your own knowledge and your own brain of, yes. I, this is what I know. You know, I may not know how to do all these things, but I know that these things are probably going to be necessary because you have to be the one guiding you. If you start looking at everybody else for the answer, you're always going to be looking at everybody else for the answer. Yes. I love that you said that so much. Check in with yourself. Don't start researching until after, because that was something that I definitely fell into early on before starting my own business, even is just like, first thing, go to the internet, research, research, research yeah. for days, weeks, months, yeah. when and I there are so much of it yeah. in my own brain. <laughs> and there are millions of gurus online. There are more yes. than willing to tell you what, what the next thing you should do is. Right. <laughs> so and some of them are should. very good at <laughs> copywriting and con- persuasion. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and I, I will say this, you know, if you come and consume my content, you consume anybody else's content is at the end of the day, you're responsible for you. Mm-hmm. Like you can gain inspiration from every entrepreneur on Instagram or everybody dancing on TikTok or whatever <laughs> it is. But at a certain point, you have to be the one to say, I'm doing this. This is mine. I'm responsible for my success. And say, and and actually integrate all that inspiration into true action and forward momentum. Yeah. So a little earlier, you talked just a little bit about burnout. I'm wondering if you could share more about that, kind of how you got to that place and when you realized it and what you did to get out. Yeah. So, um, I won't say it's cyclical, like it's not like the seasons, like every spring it comes back, but I can start to recognize when it happens. And it's usually whenever I feel really out of control, I'll be totally honest. I am um, very much an Enneagram eight, which is the challenger. I like control. I like knowing what's what I like dictating a lot of what's what believe me, my husband would agree with me on that. Um, So Burnout for me really looks like not wanting to show up and create stuff, anything like not feeling inspired, not like everything starting to feel like it's a should rather than a get to. Mm -hmm. And so specifically the most recent burnout phase that I've kind of been, I I mean, I'm still coming out of it. I'll be totally honest. Um, It's trying to figure out what 
life looks like for me and business looks like for me right now. And in, in this uh, season, um, but it, I, I didn't want to create reels or TikToks or podcast episodes or YouTube videos or all this content. I, I was not motivated. I was not inspired to create those things. Um, I still like love working with clients, but whenever I wasn't specifically in those meetings, I was just like, okay, what am I supposed to do now? I was finding myself getting bored. I didn't want to read. I just wanted to be outside doing actual physical projects. And again, Mm -hmm. part of that's probably because it was spring and now it's just too darn hot to be outside, (laughs) to be totally honest. I mean, Oklahoma, it is in the upper nineties, like a Fahrenheit all week this week. It feels like 106 or something like yes. that. Like I'm in Texas. So I definitely, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm in exactly. air all day long, except early, 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 early morning or lately. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so I, I think it's about a lot of the time we're really good at adjusting to changes, both in our physical environment, the seasons, the weather, things like that, but also in business, in life, in you know, kids are in school, kids are out of school, kids are back in school, you know, those sorts of things. My daughter goes to a summer program, but there's like breaks. And so the routines get thrown off or I'll be traveling for, you know, I I traveled a lot this spring. And so the, the things that were supporting me, the routines and the systems that I had around myself that were supporting me weren't applicable because I wasn't at home to do those specific things or, or whatever it might've been. So burnout really just looks like all I want to do is watch reruns of Netflix and take naps and go tootle around in my garden because I have control over all of those things and I can't be disappointed by those things. Oh, whenever, interesting. Yeah. Whenever I'm creating podcasts or creating uh, YouTube videos or creating reels or creating TikToks or creating you know all the social media content and you're creating these things and you're putting your heart and your soul into it and it gets like, not only like no vanity metric at all, basically, but also no meaningful metrics Mm -hmm. as well. And and the difference between those are basically like followers and likes and things like that. I consider vanity metrics, conversions, money made, lives change, impact, things like that. Like you feel like you're, you're just screaming into the abyss while someone making the most ridiculous, stupid things on TikTok gets 1.5 million views in 24 (laughs) hours, you know, it it just starts to feel a little deflating. And whenever you start to feel that deflation, it's like, all right, I don't want to be on these apps. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in my email. I don't want to, you know, worry about these things. All I want to do is coach my clients Mm -hmm. and go watch you know, Bridgerton or something like that, you know, like for the eighth time. <laughs> so it, I mean, and, and it sounds very cliche. It's like, oh, you just want to watch TV all day. Like, yes, but it's, it's an escape mm-hmm. because it's uncomfortable to feel like you don't have control over specific things, especially for me, mm-hmm. especially for me and feeling like what you've poured yourself into in terms of business or in terms of any role that you have isn't going as well as you were hoping it was going to by this point or something like that. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of what burnout looks for me like for me in general, but also what it's looked like for me up to, you know, the past week or so. I mean, it it was about a a two, two month thing where I was just like, Oh, wow. I need a reset. 
I need to make some space for some creativity. I need a chance to really reconnect with what it is that I'm doing and what I'm creating and why I'm creating it and how I can do so in a way that's actually fulfilling the vision, fulfilling the the things that I want for my life. And so um, I giving myself that space, I mean, is it pretty? Not necessarily, but it doesn't have to be, you know, it just has to be something where I'm being a little bit more intuitive with how I'm spending my time while still setting some boundaries for myself. Yeah. So what exactly did that look like for you? Yeah. And again, this is really fun and because I'm being totally transparent because I'm, I'm still kind of coming out of it. Yeah. So I had, I had some, some dates already on the calendar and some commitments. Mm-hmm. So, um, I have a workshop that, um, by the time this airs, it will have happened, um, to lead a mid-year refresh. And so mm-hmm. having those things where I'm like, okay, well, I have to show up and still do things mm-hmm. because people are counting on me. Like sometimes external accountability is not necessarily a bad thing, especially if you feel like you're kind of needing some, some, some anchors. Um, if you feel like, oh, I have all this free time. I, I don't know what to do with myself. I could create something, but why does it matter? You know, um, I'm very dramatic when I'm <laughs> this way, by the way. Um, but it's like, okay, well, people are counting on me to show up and teach this workshop. Cool. So I I have those things. I have those anchors, but also it's about getting back to the routines or creating new routines around the things that give me even anchors during the day. So I revamped my morning routine because I was traveling so much. I had gotten away from any semblance of a morning routine, basically from spring break, my daughter's spring break until Three weeks ago, I was not getting up the time I was supposed to be getting up. And, you know, like it was it it was just a a whole thing. And and Mm -hmm. if you start your day in a way that makes you feel behind and like you don't have control and chaotic, the rest of your day is going to follow that. And so I was like, okay, what are the things that I need? I need to stop staying up so darn late so I can start getting up earlier so I can have some peace to myself. I can do some journaling. I can drink my coffee. And then practice Italian because it was something that I was like, I'm super excited about this. Mm-hmm. Let's add that to my morning routine. Um, and because it's so nice here in the mornings in the shade, <laughs> I started doing that outside and, and like setting up that space and giving myself inspiring f- physical environments and the routines that I need to kind of push that reset button for myself. Mm-hmm. And all of that came from knowing the things that light me up, that that really, that I love. I love a good cup of coffee. I don't care if it's hundred degrees outside. I am drinking a hot cup of coffee every morning. <laughs> Just happens. I'll eat, I'll drink iced coffee too during the day, but I have to start <laughs> with like a very specific cup of coffee in a very specific coffee cup. I've literally been having the same, like having a cup of coffee out of the same coffee cup for the past year and a half now. I got it for Christmas 2020, if that tells you. Anything. Oh, wow. No, Christmas 2019. <laughs> oh, Christmas my gosh. 2019. It's been a hot minute, two and a half years. So but it's my favorite mug and I drink my coffee out of it every single morning. I've been journaling and giving myself like these, okay, if I can just get these things done, I can feel like I've got a handle on my day and, and I feel really grounded. And then also, I mean, this is going to sound like every coach you probably ever heard from, but like 
giving myself a chance to be in my body and like move, especially when it's as hot as it is outside, not only does it give you obviously the endorphins and things like that, but I've never felt more grateful or accomplished than whenever we we just got finished building a fence. Like Mm. my body allowed me to build a fence and that's no small feat, especially whenever you have no idea how to build a fence. So, um, and then 90 degree Fahrenheit weather. Oh my gosh. And so it's about recognizing the things that make you feel Mm -hmm. accomplished make you feel like you're still moving forward and starting to pepper those things back in because I realized I didn't have any systems. I didn't have any routines. I was just kind of letting myself like float on the expectations and the chaos of everybody else's schedules and things like that. And I was like, well, no wonder I feel out of control. I'm, I'm basically let go of the reins and let somebody else drive and I don't like how bumpy this ride is. So I need to, I don't have to take the reins back completely, but I can course correct a little bit. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know it was helpful for me and to my listeners to hear somebody who is recently or is still navigating through it and the steps you took. And I think you're, that's absolutely right about having to know yourself, whether it's how you like your coffee. I'm definitely on the iced coffee train until like (laughs) October. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Or the deeper things that really make you feel like yourself. So that was really good. So my last question I ask all my guests is if you could tell Aaron a year ago, anything, what would it be? And feel free to add any context about where you were a year ago. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as you can tell, I'm, I'm very long-winded. So there will always be context. Um, I, I think what I would tell her is that you don't have to have it all figured out in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like, you know, a, oh, it's not about perfectionism, just get sorry. But it's, it's more so like, I'm all about messy action taking. And like, mm-hmm. it's, it's more of that, like, holy cow, where am I going? Kind of feeling that starts to make you feel like I really have no idea. The imposter syndrome, the fraud, like the feelings of fraud and everything that, yeah, those feelings will make you feel like a failure more so than not accomplishing your goals will ever do. Hmm. And so just in, in, even in, you know, the, the last two months of feeling Like I've been on the verge of burnout and like trying to come out of it and things like that. It's more about like, you don't have to have the next six months planned out to a T in order to use them well. Mm -hmm. And for someone who is obviously a planner, I mean, this is what (laughs) I do. um, That's really good information. Now, I will also be the first person to tell you that having a plan is really important, not because everything's going to go to plan, but because it gives you the opportunity to move forward in a meaningful way. Mm -hmm. And, but I think that there is a, a, I hate the word balance, but that's the word I'm going to use. There is a balance in there somewhere between letting yourself not do all the time and not have to have it all figured out at all, at all times while still thinking that you're the absolute, like you're it, like you've got it and, and you are still moving forward. And, and it's so 
easy whenever things feel uncertain to think that everything is uncertain and that everything that you've accomplished up to that point, all the progress that you've made is just unraveling, Mm -hmm. but that's not actually how goals work because goals aren't actually about the things that you get. It's about the skills that you learn and your ability to problem solve. And that's something that you can't take away. Yeah. And so that's what I would tell myself a year year ago. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, really, you only need to know the next step and to start doing the next step because things will change and you'll learn more and your next, next step might be different than you first thought. (laughs) Well, and, and even the next step, if, if you're, if you're like, I don't even know what the next step is, like you're not failing. If you Mm -hmm. don't always have, if you're not always looking ahead at the next thing, because you know, the, what, what's the, the metaphor? If you're always looking way far off in the distance, you're going to trip over your own feet or something like that. Like if you're always so focused on things, you know, six months down the line, then you're going to miss what's happening right in front of you. Right. And, and so it's, it's again, B word balance between <laughs> making sure that you are being present right where you are and that you are living mm-hmm. your life and that you're, you're, you're making progress toward the life that you want to live. Because I think the biggest thing that we kind of lose focus of as very ambitious online entrepreneurs is that wh- what's the destination yeah. that we're actually getting to, right? It's, we, nobody's getting out of this alive. Like, like <laughs> you, you better enjoy it while you've got it. Cause time really is your own non-renewable resource. And so you don't get to live today again. And I know that feels very like esoteric and philosophical, but uh, it's one of the things that really helps keep me grounded in whenever I, I am like, you know what, I, I just need to, to make a plan and, and just start really pushing hard and, and get this thing done. And uh, to, it, it, it helps me put work away and go and enjoy the back patio and play with my daughter and take the dog on a walk and, you know, do those things because you're not going to arrive at the lifestyle that you want. You are constantly building it and it's constantly evolving right in front of you. And so even if things aren't exactly the way that you want them to be in 10 years, I bet anything the you a year ago or the year or the you 10 years ago would look at your life now and be like, man, that's the lifestyle that I wanted. That's, that's how I wanted to wake up every single day and spend my time. Yeah. Awesome. So where can people find you? Um, so I am slowly making my reemergence on socials and things (laughs) like that. So, um, the best place to connect with me is on Instagram. I'm ms.aaron.hayworth on Instagram. Um, I'm also on TikTok. Um, uh, I haven't figured that out yet, but um, <laughs> same name on TikTok, ms.aaron.hayworth. And I have um a podcast called Goal Get It. It's very uh actionable episodes of how to get more done as an entrepreneur and and avoid burnout as much as possible and uh love love your life and and live the the life that you truly want to live. And so those are those are probably uh enough to get people started for sure. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'll link all those in the show notes and thank you thank again you. so much for coming on today. It was such a great time chatting with you. Oh, thank you so much. I've had an amazing time sharing and thank you.
Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review. This helps spread the word about the podcast and help other business owners just like yourself grow their profitable businesses that pour over into their life. And if you haven't already, please connect with me on Instagram at Marish Books. See you next time.